Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Prophetic words there from Key. I think pretty much every team in the league would love a 25-year-old stud in the prime of his career who is motivated, angry, and ready to roll, as are we on this Wednesday morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And all of our guests, and we are jam-packed today, join us on the Goodyear hotline. All right. What a show today. Indeed. Fellas, how are you doing this morning? Before we get into uh, talking about how Deshaun Watson's doing, and I hope you're not nearly esteemed as he is this morning. I'm solid. I can't complain. Uh, You know, watched my Lakers win last night, which was interesting, so to speak, because I I found myself really – you know what's so crazy, Jay? You know, I I don't have any brains. I'm as stupid as they come. (laughs) Man, I got up, and and I act like I was blind. I got up and looked at my TV, and I was like, is those – nah. Yeah, those are real people in the stands. Damn. Yes. And then I had to realize where they were playing at. You mean in in Tuscaloosa? No. Oh, oh, oh. Houston. Oh, Houston. Okay. Was playing in – the Lakers were playing in Houston. But I understand the Tuscaloosa thing. Me Me and my guy here, Zubin, were talking about that offline that was a different that's a whole nother conversation but yeah I, I watched the Lakers win last night I thought that that was big um you know just continuing to keep moving forward I was watching the highlights of the same game key and they were showing James Harden warm up and literally the guy <laughs> the guy calling the game was like and there's James Harden who hasn't missed a pregame meal in a long time. Ooh, that was like, damn. Yeah, I, wow. I, uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> the offseason wasn't long enough for James. That's all. It just wasn't it wasn't long enough. He needed to get into basketball shape. You know, he had been hanging out and chilling and relaxing. It's a pandemic. Yeah. And he just didn't, you know, wasn't in shape. Fair enough. He did say he hadn't touched a basketball after they got out of the bubble. And obviously, Jay providing the visual evidence and that guy providing the visual evidence. Before we move on, I I didn't need Jay to provide it or the announcer to provide it. (laughs) All I got to do is see and look at it on TV. I'm like, yeah, he... Hadn't touched the basketball. We'll He's talk, still out there giving people buckets, though. That's the amazing part. And we'll talk more about what's going on with Harden. It was interesting for the Lakers, as you saw. But obviously, the other side with Houston, we'll get into that in just 15 minutes. Some crazy comments from Harden. You might think the beginning of the end is near. But from one Houston stud to another, we know James Harden is certainly on his way out. It's just a matter of when. The Texans are trying to do everything they can to keep Deshaun Watson in, but he will want out after everything that's gone down. And the latest, the latest salvo has been fired by one of the most explosive talents in Houston Texans history, right? Talking about maybe the most explosive talent in Deshaun Watson. Andre Johnson caught 70 touchdown passes in his career. Deshaun Watson has thrown 104. They are linked by organization and talent and offense. This is what Andre Johnson tweeted yesterday about the whole situation in Houston. And then I'm going to give you a couple facts here to clear it up. We'll get the fellas' thoughts. Quote straight from Johnson If I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in slash for the organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. Let me give you a couple of pieces of insight just to strengthen his words. Andre Johnson played in the NFL for 14 seasons. A dozen of those were spent with the Houston Texans. So he spent most of his career in Houston. This guy played in four career playoff games. A dozen years in Houston, 14 in the league, 
four career playoff games. That is a testament to wasting players' careers. Jack Easterby is the executive vice president of the Houston Texans. He joined the organization as the executive vice president of player development in April of 2019. So this is not some long seething thing. This is a guy that joined the organization less than two years ago. And key, it all comes to a crescendo because after hearing this from Johnson, after hearing the displeasure from Watt and, of course, Deshaun Watson, they will now finally interview Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. They had been on record as the only team to not interview a guy that everyone is lunging after. Good for them. Congratulations. You put his name in the hat to be interviewed after you got pressured to do it, Zubin. I, I, look, here's what I would say. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm not interested. I'm cool. And I know it's 32 jobs, and I know we, we complained about the Rooney Rule for years, and the Rooney Rule, just give him a chance. It's an opportunity. He has an opportunity to interview. It's fine. I don't want the interview. I don't need a token interview based on a quarterback or the face of the franchise having to go ham on you, which means kind of crazy on you, to have you then decide – we may want to appease this young man so that he doesn't want to leave because Deshaun has not said he wanted to be traded yet. We all kind of are, you know, saying it for him, kind of giving it out, putting it out there for him. And if I'm Eric being to me, I don't want that. It took people to go off for you to even pick up the phone. And on top of that, the way if I was Eric being to me, the way that I feel, on top, a black quarterback vouching for a black head coach or black offense coordinator to become a head coach potentially, now all of a sudden you want to interview me? After all this, you want – never mind. I'd go take the Charger job if they offer me. I'll take the Eagles job. Hell, I'll take Detroit. At least I'm where I want to be and people that want me. And that's, the, and that's the sad part about it, is that there's only 32 jobs, and you mentioned every team that has a vacancy, even, I don't know, Philly may have put in the card to interview him now too, but every team prior to Philadelphia fire Doug Peterson put in the, the, the card to interview Eric Bieniemy. Your quarterback had to put a cryptic tweet or Instagram post or whatever it was out there in the streets for you to finally say, you know what? Yeah, let's just interview him. Like, I, I no, man, I'm good. I don't want it. I don't, doesn't matter because you're not true to me. You're just doing this because Deshaun said something. You don't even feel me like that as a coach. You don't, you don't. You probably don't feel me like that as a person. Mm. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm going to the McNair family and I'm saying, it's me or Jack Easterby. Which one is it? Either you fire Jack Easterby and you let me be involved in some of the decision-making or let me at least feel like I'm involved, if that's with Nick Casario, because I know he's here. We gave him a 50 million, 45, whatever the number is, contract, and I can deal with that. If I have insight to who the next head coach will be, especially if he's offensive-minded, let me be involved in that process. Or if you want to keep Jack Easterby, then I'm out. Send me to Miami. Send me somewhere else where I know that I actually am going to be involved in the process. He's a top four quarterback in the league, top five. He deserves that key. 
well, he deserves that. And here, here's my last thing. Andre Johnson, if you go through a legend there with the Houston Texans, right? Key, the last time he tweeted his own words, something that wasn't retweeted or an ad, the last time he spoke was April 24th, 2019. April 24th, 2019 was the last time he actually wrote on Twitter something from his own words. Everything else from that point on has been retweeted or has been an ad. So this man barely speaks for him to come to the forefront and speak this way about the organization. If they don't handle that with Jack Easterby, that's a problem not only for Deshaun Watson, but also potentially J.J. Watt, who's on the last year of his contract. Look, I, I know you said that, that Deshaun needs to go to Kyle McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, and tell him that Jack Easterby needs to part ways with the organization. But it's not about Jack Easterby. It starts with Kyle McNair. He's the owner. Jack Easterby was not supposed to be a part of the process to select the general manager or the head coach at all, according to Kyle McNair. Then all of a sudden, Jack Easterby is involved. Uh, Nick Casario mentioned in his press conference that he would be working side by side, although the buck stops with him. That's too close for me. Mm. And, and, you know, Deshaun's not – he doesn't have the temperament to go in – and say those sort of things. That's just not his style. His agent but, needs to, though. That's David Mongetta. Somebody needs to say something But like I'm that. sure that they are game planning, whatever that conversation is going to be, for the next step in where they want to go with this organization. If, I, if I'm him, I'll probably, you know, hear him out. Then at the end, Zubin, probably make a decision of what I want to do with my family. Indeed. Casario, the new GM, working with Easterby in their days in New England. Last thing I would just say about Andre Johnson, he was always known as one of the most quiet superstars in the NFL when he played. I'm not extrapolating that to Twitter, but maybe the reason he hasn't tweeted is he was never a big talker during his playing days. He just let his play do the talking, so maybe he's a little bit more quiet, generally speaking. Are you looking at me and saying that? (laughs) No, not at all. Why did you look at me? (laughs) Not at all. Are you the polar opposite? Yes, the other side of the spectrum. He looked at me when he made that reference. The hell wrong with you, man? Both sides of the spectrum have been broached in that Uh-oh, conversation. Oh, both sides. Uh oh. Uh oh, kid. Hang on. Be quiet, Jay. Jeez. We start the day. I want with- to get to my car tomorrow. Or today, dirty. We start the day with two unhappy superstars in Houston, of course, Deshaun Watson and James Harden. Are we at the point of no return with both? Time will tell. Start the day is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring? You need Indeed. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. On the way, the NBA trade deadline isn't an until March, they might wait till the very last second to ship James Harden out of Houston. But his comments last night already was a goodbye to the fans. You'll hear it straight from the beard. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And we'll begin hey. in the NBA with Jay providing the instrumentals, the ones and twos, and doing it from out of state. Look at the talent. And keeping it right in sync. James Harden and the Houston Rockets are completely out of sync. They lost to the Lakers, got blown out. We know the situation. He's been on the trade block. The Rockets are holding out for the best possible package they can get. As I mentioned, the NBA trade deadline is in March. But James Harden essentially last night told the fans, listen, I have literally given you everything I got. What more do you want from me? Which is not good enough. Uh, obviously, chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, like I said, these last few games, you know, from the, from the beginning of the game. They were just aggressive. Veteran team, obviously, uh, championship team, and, you know, one of the best teams that we have in this league. I love this city. I literally have done everything that I can. I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, yeah, thanks. Jay? Woo! This is the second time James Harden has publicly demanded a trade. The first time was nonverbal when he turned down the $50 million a year extension. $50 million a year extension. He turned it down, said, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want the money. I'm trying to be out. Now he actually verbalized that, telling everybody, look, I don't want to be here. It's only 10 games into the season. 10 games into the season, Key. What's going to happen when we get to 20, when we get to 30? Raphael Stone, they need to really highly consider how chaotic and how problematic this is going to be if this continues. Yeah, I, I think they're going to move him at some point. They're just waiting for the right deal that's out there to, to, to come to fruition. I'm, I'm sure, and this is the first time verbally, much like you mentioned, that he said something. And again, I'll go back to one of my biggest things is when a player finally says that he doesn't want to be there, it's time for the organization to part ways, and I think they will at some point in time very soon. The last thing I would say about this, we have all praised the new head coach, Stephen Silas, who was put in a nearly untenable position. We have all praised the general manager, Raphael Stone, as I've mentioned there by Jay, coming in, waiting to get the right opportunity. But this is one of those moments in sports, and I'm giving these dudes the benefit of the doubt. They're in those positions for a reason. But this is the reason we're sometimes a little gray behind the temples and having some experience at either the head coach or the general manager position is vital. This is going to be the biggest asset they either move or get back in return no matter how long these guys are in their positions. That's how talented Harden is. And right now, if somebody that's pulling the trigger has never been a head coach and never been a GM, you just got to step back and say, you're in this job for a reason but I'm a little bit nervous. I'd rather have somebody that's been there and done that. Just my opinion. And Zubin, it could work out in their favor. Just consider there are a lot of teams in Eastern Conference right now that are going through injuries, that are going through COVID, you know, uh, COVID protocol. A lot of players missing time. So if you want to make a move in the East, uh, it, it might work out in Raphael Stone's favor, but there's no doubt there's a time crunch. 
You got it. In 20 minutes, by the way, we'll talk to the front office insider, Bobby Mark, spent over 20 years in NBA front offices, and the Rockets are a singular problem. The league has a collective problem. Like, are we going to make it to next week? We'll talk mm. about that with Bobby Marks coming up in 20 minutes. Uh, apparently, uh, Matt Nagy is going to make it to next year. The Bears are going to keep him, the head coach, the general manager, Ryan Pace, who may have been more maligned than Nagy. They declined the fifth-year option on Trubisky, but it's still an option to bring him back in some way. Our Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears, is essentially reporting Nagy and Pace will be back. Our Dan Orlovsky is voicing his opposition. What has Matt Nagy done as far as a, an organizer, as far as a leader, as far as a, a person with foresight within their organization to say, yes, in that head coaching role, we love him. Now we're going to allocate some of the play calling responsibilities or the offensive viewpoint. Who are we going to give that to? And what has Matt Nagy done within that building to prove I'm great in this role? I, look, I understand what Dan is coming from, but I think in, in this situation, he has a winning record. Uh, Chuck Pagano is retiring as a defensive coordinator. So he's got to retool his staff and his thought process and his thinking. Uh, maybe there's a guy or two out there that is really good at calling plays, really good at putting a system in place to make whoever the quarterback is going to be in the future for them successful. So I'm okay with them taking a look-see. They just went to the playoffs. So you take a look, and, and you don't just poo-poo it because you got to restart things all over again when you completely blow everything up. So give it a shot in 2021. See where it's at. See where he's going to be before you make that decision and that move. Now, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky is, you know, jockeying for position to come back and be the Chicago Bears starting quarterback again. Now, maybe there's a small deal there because they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Right. There's a small little deal. Maybe there's a two-year deal that is a prove-it deal that he can now show with a new offensive coordinator his abilities that he showed in North Carolina that made them take him as the number two pick overall. You're exactly right, Key. I, look, I expected Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to come back. I don't think that's the real conversation. I think the real conversation moves quickly to, is Mitchell Trubisky your quarterback of the future? What are your plans to do with a team that's defense is incredible, but it seems like they are a quarterback away from going deep into the playoffs? Well said. We want to mention that Dan made those comments on our show Monday. He's been a great voice of insight every single Monday after the NFL games on Sunday, and surely we'll have him back again next Monday. He always brings it strong. A reminder to tune into Greeny's show, which immediately follows ours on ESPN Radio every weekday morning. This morning, Greeny will talk to Tony Dungy, friend of our program, and you know the Bills, old-school Bills stars are coming out this week, baby. They're coming out of the woodwork left and right. Bruce Smith, the great defensive stud, will be on with Greeny from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, right into Greeny weekday mornings right here on many of these ESPN radio stations. On the way, 13-3 and last year, on the cusp of the Super Bowl last year. And this year's team is light years better. Wait until we dig into this. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the MVP this season. It's the best season he's ever had. Idle chatter like that doesn't have a space in my brain. Jared Goff is the most important player in the NFC playoffs. This would be an incredibly difficult challenge for Green Bay.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Good morning, I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. It's not a good morning for the Houston Rockets and James Harden calling out the Rockets, saying the situation with the team right now, sitting at 3-6, and six, wanting to be delicate and blown out by the Lakers last night, is, quote, crazy. They're off to their worst start of the Harden era, and you just wonder when they might move him. We'll talk to the front office insider Bobby Marks about that here in 10 minutes. Uh, among many other NBA topics that are percolating this morning, including the immediate future of the league. The immediate future for Matt Nagy appears to be A-OK. That's why you never can predict what's going to happen with the NFL. People were ready to give this guy the pink slip a month ago. He'll be back, so will the general manager, Ryan Pace. Those two back, according to our Bears reporter, Jeff Dickerson. The Bears were eliminated from the postseason, as you know, by the Saints on Sunday. And... He wanted to make sure yesterday on the conference call, he said, you must get this in. The National Hockey League season begins tonight. 56-game campaign. Keys Kings are ready to go. Let's go! The Lightning are the defending Stanley Cup champions. They'll take on the Blackhawks tonight. I mean, who doesn't know that? Zuba, we need need to start getting weekly updates. Keys (laughs) observations on NHL. I, well. I, I'm for daily. If you want to go daily, we on Sports Center we used to do the hockey minute. So I'm not in. Well, <laughs> we are trying to was. keep our listeners and viewers, Jay. <laughs> That's true. Let's do that hockey, Stan and Neil. Colorado Avalanche are the betting favorite to hoist the most famous trophy in sports, the Stanley Cup. And Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just sixty-five bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions. At Asherion.com slash trade talk limitations and exclusions apply. As Key said, we want to keep our listeners, so I'll only mention this for 15 seconds. But the one cool thing about the NHL this year, and I know, I know, I've already gone over the hockey quota. All the Canadian teams are playing in the same division. So this season, all the Canadian teams are just playing each other 
in the regular season because of all the travel going from the United. There are about seven Canadian teams in the NFL in the NHL, excuse me. So instead of crossing over the border from the United States and Canada with the coronavirus, all these problems, all the Canadian teams are together. Not a big wow. story in the United States, but I imagine if you're a hockey fan north of the border, that is an incredible one-time only unprecedented cool thing. No, that Key, is great. Yeah, Key, you're a hockey expert. Your thoughts? Well, I think it's a it's great. They don't have to travel. Uh, they could just stay right up, right up in Canada, and go across from one side to the next. And what what are they doing when it comes playoff time, though? They're right now going to try to not do a double bubble or anything. They okay. are hoping that they can have some sort of a regular semblance of playoffs. Remember last year, the NBA had one bubble in Orlando, um, but the N- the NHL had two in Edmonton and Toronto. So they're going to try to see. Let's try to get through this the way the. NFL did yeah, the way some of yeah. these other sports did and have a reasonable set facsimile of the post. No, it'll be fun. I want, I want to know tonight who will be the first guy to possibly get a hat trick. I mean, that'll be fun to tune in to watch. Um, so there you go, Jay. That's it. We're moving on. <laughs> all right. Zubin, when yeah. we get to the Stanley Cup, hopefully we're out of this whole pandemic. Yes. We all have to sit in front of the glass and go to a hockey game and just drink beer. We have to find a way I don't to do drink, that together. Jay. I, I will Jeez. say this. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have our conference call every Sunday on Football Sunday, Key. We all have a couple. It's okay. <laughs> and we should just mention for fun, if you've never been to, and we kind of take this for granted, we're in the media business. You guys are former pro athletes. You've lived this. They tell you, hockey and NASCAR, two sports that are struggling. I'll say this in one minute. If you go to them in person, people say it's actually like a life-changing thing. If you see the speed yeah. at ice level, if you see how fast these cars are moving at 200 miles an hour, it gives you a much greater appreciation than it does watching on television. Tongue-in-cheek. Tongue-in-cheek. Planted <laughs> firmly. Planted firmly. Tongue-in-cheek. Tongue All right, let me, uh, let me come up with another cliche here as a sports center guy. All right, like, okay, here we go. You mentioned fun. It is fun. This is kind of fun. So the Raiders yesterday hired a defensive coordinator. His name is... Gus Bradley, you might remember him as the old coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was with uh, Seattle for a long time. Big, high-energy guy. They hired him as their defensive coordinator. But when they made the initial announcement to say, you know, Gus Bradley, welcome to the Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black. They tweeted out a picture of someone else. They tweeted out a photo of Ken Wisenhunt, who you may remember was the former Cardinals head coach. Most recently, the O.C., of the Los Angeles Chargers. I will mention if there's any reason for the mishap, and I'm not justifying it by any means, but uh, Gus Bradley and Ken Wisenhunt were on the staff with the Chargers from 2017 to 2019, leading to the obvious question. And if you do look at them side by side, there maybe is a slight, slight resemblance. Who have you been mistaken for that either caused you a great level of embarrassment or you had to kind of tell the person, you know, actually, um, thanks, but I'm not that person. Anthony Edwards, Key? No, no, I, no. Um, a bunch of guys, though. I mean, a lot, a lot of anybody six four with a fade that's dark skin. I've been mistaken for. I don't know what you're laughing for, Jay. It, it's the truth. It's the reality know, of it. I, I done had them all, man. Anybody that they think look like me resemble me. I and, and I've like even who, had who? I've Give even had names. LeBron James and what? he's six seven. No, I not swear LeBron. to I look swear, nothing like LeBron. I swear to God, dog, that I've been mistaken. I'm like, no, that dude's like six seven, man. I've been Michael Irvin. I've been uh You were a playmaker. Yeah, but just <laughs> that, I'm like, we don't even look alike though. It's like, come on. Like, I could get you know, but then the funny thing is when you go on the elevators, 
The riding the elevator is always interesting to me. The stairs. Oh, the, the stairs. The quizzical do, stairs. The, do you play sports? Oh. I've had to tell people some of the craziest things. No, I, I, you know, I go into my nightline voice. No, I, I don't play sports. I'm a neurosurgeon. Mm. I'm an attorney. You know, I didn't, have, I didn't gave them all that. I actually, uh, I am in law school. Mm. And they, no, you're, you're not, you're kidding. Like, no, I'm not an athlete. You look athletic. All, all that. But I've been mistaken for people, Jay. I mean, it Is happens, it, right? See, I, I had mean, one. I had one. Know? I was going through the airport, and this little kid comes up to me. I was like, oh, my God, I, I would – I'm such a big fan of yours. Can I have your autograph? What do you think is going on? And what's have all these sports are crazy. Start talking about sports and the kid's dad is there and he's looking at me and he's staring and, uh, and we're talking and everything's really cool for the first like three, four minutes. And the kid hands me the piece of paper and I sign it mm-hmm. and the kid's like, Oh, really cool. And the kid looks at it. He's like, wait, you're not, you're not Curtis Granderson. And the base, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm Jay Williams. And you just talked to me for like five minutes. And the dad's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. We thought you were Curtis Granderson with the Yankees. I'm like, see, I wanted to slap the dad. I, I, I felt angry. I walked away key, but I looked nothing like Curtis Granderson. I was at a Super Bowl one year and it, you know, I was coming out of a hotel walking down the street and all of a sudden people were like, you know, several people were coming toward me. Mm-hmm. They thought I was T.O. I had to look at him when they asked me. He's like, can you sign this, Mr. Owens? Can you sign this, Mr. Owens? I said, I'm not Mr. Owens, and if you can't get my name right, then no, I can't sign anything. Uh-huh. And I just kept, I going. kept going, and then finally the dude was like, oh, he came and chased me down some more. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Keyshawn, man. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't tell. I was like, no, if you look at him and you look at me, oh, you can tell. Oh, yeah. There's a big difference in the face. Trust me. It's amazing to think that happens in this day and age. I know there's so much going on on social media. You're putting pictures out there. But for a Raiders organization that everybody said is just sometimes all full of turmoil and chaos, they're not doing anything. Think to- about it. Gruden, a <laughs> couple weeks ago, had an Oakland Raiders cap. Raider hat on right. instead of a Las Vegas Raider. So it, mistakes are made. Indeed, Curtis mistakes Grimes. are made. Jeez. No doubt about it. It's time for t- Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We go straight into some big-time NBA discussion. And we are joined by Bobby Marks, the front office insider. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Bobby spent, as I mentioned, two decades there with the Nets, knows the league inside and out. We're going to get to the James Harden situation here in just a second. But, Bobby, look, it was three days ago the NBA spokesman Mike Bass told the New York Times there is no plan to pause the season. He could not have been more definitive when he said that just on January 10th. Bobby, I'm just from the outside looking in, man. I mean, how close are we to having some sort of stoppage? Where are we here with the league collectively? Well, I I think, guys, that we're at a point now where we've seen these new health and safety protocols come into play uh, late yesterday afternoon, and that's basically kind of the last straw. I mean, we can't tighten up any more as far as restrict players from when they're on the road, restrict players from when they're at home. They're basically trying to you know, create this um, bubble-like environment without being in Orlando. And, yeah, I mean, we've got four or five hot spots where teams, we've seen multiple cancellations um, that have occurred. Um, the league has been pretty upfront, saying January is going to be the worst a month here. And as I always say, we're kind of in this day-to-day world as far as what's going to happen today. But um, from the health and safety protocols, yeah, things can't get any more tightened up here. And, we're kind of in that wait and see. You know, how many how many teams will the, the league allow to play with eight players or nine players? And 
that's always my big concern. You know, we saw Miami last night play with eight players, and you know, guys are playing forty minutes, and then you got to turn around Thursday and play with those same eight players. Um, as far as a, from a from a um, you know health and wellness standpoint, and you saw George Hill basically come out last night and say. You know, I'm a grown man, and you know you're not going to tell me that I, you know I, you know you're going to restrict me to a hotel room. So um, we'll we'll see. Um, but this is, um, yeah, this is as probably um, strict as we are going to get. And if this doesn't work, then you know, of course, we're going to have to look at maybe pausing this this season um, and seeing where this goes. Real quick, I just want to mention five games have been postponed already this week. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, Jay. Bobby, I was going to ask you, why hasn't the league talked about expanding rosters, uh, allowing guys from the G League to be called up and not, not counting against the cap? What kind of restrictions would they have for doing something like that, to have more bodies to play? Yeah, that's a great question, Jay. And, and it's funny, you talk to teams, and um, teams, you know, there are teams that want to expand these rosters to, you know, we're at 17 right now. You can have two G League players besides your 15 players. There are some teams that want to expand this to, to 20 to get three players, uh, treat them like two ways. So you, it wouldn't count against the cap here. Uh, you pay them a prorated salary, and it's almost like a taxi squad. Um, the NHL is doing it. They've got four to six players that they're, they're allowed to carry. And the, 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 the good part about doing something like that is that they're there in case you need to bring them up. If you are Cleveland or Orlando, or even in the case of the Heat we're talking about, um, they're there. You know, that would be your, your, your roster spot 9, 10, 11. If you go out and sign a player because of the health and safety protocols, you're not going to get that player for probably a week because of the whole testing standpoint. And, and you can't even replace a player that's in the, in the contact tracing quarantine protocol um, with that exception. It's only a player who tests positive. So there are a growing amount of teams that do want roster expansion. Then there are some that don't. They, they feel like if, if you bring in more players, it leaves you more exposed as far as if a player does test positive here. So it wasn't something that was, uh, wasn't changed uh, yesterday. I, I doubt we're going to see that, but there is a, growing, um, there is a gro- growing amount of teams that would like to see some type of roster expansion, even if it's in the, in the short term here. And, Bobby, how, how concerned are GMs and coaches – that if you can't expand the roster, that now you're incurring all these different injuries due to the load that players have to play, especially considering that, you know, for some teams this season, you know, just they only had about a month and a half off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big concern. And you look at Orlando, Atlanta, um, um, Cleveland right now. I mean, if, if those teams have a player that tested and they're, and they're, you know, they've got six or seven players that are out with injuries. If those teams get a positive test, I mean, they're going to be shut down for, for a couple of weeks here. Mm. And that is the concern. I mean, you've, you've seen it with Doc Rivers express it with that roster in Philadelphia, and you got, you know, Ben Simmons back last night here. But the go-through um, games where, you know, and it's, it's not, you know, a game every three or four nights. I mean, we are stuffing 17 games in 31 days in the month of January here where you have a condensed training camp, um, you know, we, we just got done playing in October, um, that you are going to see injuries occur, and, um, and we're seeing that right now. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider and former Brooklyn Nets executive joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Bobby, what are consequences for Kyrie Irving uh, if the NBA finds out that that video – that is surfacing could potentially be 
dangerous for not only his health but others? Yeah, I, I think we're probably going to see some type of suspension for for Kyrie, and it's it's based on that he's going to have to go into you know, a quarantine process like James Harden um, had to go. The fortunate thing with Harden was that there was no games canceled. It was just postponed here. Um, and I think with, with Kyrie, if, if the quarantine is seven days or 10 days, whatever games are missed in there, that he will lose game pay, which which is a little bit over 400000 um, You know, the optics aren't great. You know, of course, you know, you, you have a Nets team playing last night, and, you know, he's on a Zoom call Um Regarding a um, you know something um, from a politics standpoint in New York City here, um, I'm I'm trying to hold off on, on judgment until you know Kyrie speaks. Um, you know I think we probably owe him at least that benefit of the doubt. But yeah, the optics are not great as far as with that video what happened last night here. But yeah, you're looking at um, besides time he's missed, he will probably be forced to go into some type of quarantine process where likelihood is that he's going to be out seven to ten days. Bobby, you mentioned, uh, you know, James Harden a, a second ago. First time last night was the first time that we actually heard something come out of James's mouth uh, alluding to the fact that he does not want to be in Houston and he's done everything that he could possibly do to try and win there. But as he said, the team is just not very good. With that being said, what do you do as a – a former executive uh, with a guy like James Harden that does not want to be there. What do you do? Yeah, I'm still holding. I'm still holding off. Not, and I'm not holding off to, to the belief that uh, Harden is going to change his mind. That um, you know he's going to want to stay there. I think that's that's long gone here. But I'm still holding off till February, past February 6th, when these roster restrictions are lifted on most of these players and the trade market really uh, opens up and. I, I do think you probably do get to a point if you're Houston, if you, you reevaluate as far as what your asking price is going to be, um, you know, instead of getting 90 cents on a dollar and maybe you're going to have to get 75 cents on on a dollar here. But yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll see James Harden in a, in a uniform when, um, you know, when the, when the trade deadline is in, in March, uh, March 25th here, but I am still trying to play that the patience game, but um, you know, Harden, I think what you're seeing guys is that, this Laker team, you know, that exposed a lot of things here. They have not played well. He hasn't played well in the last four games. You know, he's, his free throw attempts are down. His points are down. His turnovers are up. Um, so it's going to be an interesting thing as far as what it, – it, it reminds me a lot of um, – and I went through it in, in New Jersey with Vince Carter in Toronto where Vince was not happy, did not play well, and then we got him in a trade in, in 2004, and he played really well for us. And if that's going to be the case here – but. You know, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm playing the waiting game unless it's a complete disruption here, and I'm still looking for the best available trade uh, package. March 25th, that seems like a long, long, long way <laughs> away. But as we mentioned earlier this morning, you got to use all that time. Do your due diligence to get the best possible deal you can. Double dip tonight on ESPN, including the Nets and the Knicks to start it out. Bobby, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right, Bob. And, Jay, on that tip, we should be talking about the Nets and the Knicks. And I know the Knicks have stumbled a little bit lately, but they're playing What is their better. record now? <laughs> I believe they're a little under 500. They're a 5-6 team at this point. They're struggling just a little bit. They were 5-3. and three. We were putting them in the NBA Finals the other day. <laughs> I told you. It's all right. But it's okay. Well, we should be talking about, you know, kind of a quasi-resurgent Knicks, talking about the Nets who have great storylines. But, Jay, the only storyline around the Nets surrounds one person. 
It's Kyrie Irving. A, a, a couple of things. Number one, key. You and I have both uh, been to parties. Hey, uh, we both sh- hung out. Quiet. If if we if we uh, this is gonna be we're gonna be real with the audience. If I had a party, and I didn't want people to know that I had a party, with security, you're checking your phone at the front. No pictures allowed. It is mandated once you come into this party. If I do not want to be seen, you will not see me. Kyrie Irving wants to be seen. Don't get that twisted. He was actually on the Manhattan District Attorney's Candidates um, you know, Zoom call last night. And what he does in the community is incredible. I, I think it's actually something that is not spoken about enough, about the money he gives back to the community, how he stands up for things like Black Lives Matter and things of that sort. But this is a major slap in the face to the Brooklyn Nets organization, beyond a slap in the face. When your owner doesn't know what's going on, when it hasn't been properly communicated, when your general manager doesn't know what's going on, when it hasn't been properly communicated, when there is potentially a call that you've had with your coach where it's just like I'm having family issues, you owe that type of communication to an organization that is backing you. You owe that type of communication to your teammates so that when they lose games and you know, regardless of whether Kevin Durant plays well or not, the first question is going to be about where is Kyrie Irving? They can handle that correctly. The way this whole thing has played out, and I agree with Bobby Marks, there needs to be somewhat of a judgment that is a little bit reserved until you understand what is going on. Um, But still, just the way everything has been handled has been so poor. It's just it's throwing the organization under the bus, and Kyrie is just going back and forth, back and forth. And, and, and Key is so disappointing to see for a team that has so much potential. We're not talking about on the court things that are happening with them. All the attention is focused on Kyrie Irving, and that's where it should not be. I don't know much about Kyrie other than the basketball player. I don't I don't know him personally at all. I don't think I've ever even met him. Um, But from the outside looking in, I would just say that who are the people around him, Jay? Like, like, does he have a group of individuals, his management company, his agents, people that he pay money to that can get to him and try and get him to understand the consequences, the circumstances, the things that he's dealing with and how he's putting himself out there in the public for people to judge him? Where are those people at? In his, in his camp and in his corner in terms of the things that he does off the court. Um, and you say he wants to be seen. I mean, I've done many things and continue to do many things off the field and off television. I'm not asking for people to validate that. I know what I did inside. What I would tell him is as long as he knows what it is that he's doing, that's all that matters. Don't get caught up in trying to, you know, be seen out there because you're doing the things for Black Lives Matter and, and social justice. Okay, you're doing, you, you should feel good about that. Don't get caught up in you're not getting enough attention and people don't respect you. Does it, as long as you respect yourself, that's the, the first and foremost thing. Is if you respect yourself, who gives a damn about what other people say and do? Who cares? I don't. I mean, but, and, and, and I know what you're going to say, Jay. Everybody ain't me. and I get it. No, I'm with you, Key. I understand I get it, it. but. When you are at the pinnacle and the top in your profession, which he is, keep pushing, man. Don't even – just keep pushing. Well, my, I don't mind the pushing. And if you're sitting out because of what happened at the U.S. Capitol and that you actually want to create change, 
I'm actually okay with that, Key. I'm okay with that. But you have to communicate that to your franchise. And if that is the case, say that. So there's no speculation or conflation absolutely. about what's going on with no, Kyrie absolutely. Irving. Communication is key and important, and he should be communicating with the, the coaches, the general manager, and the owner of the team at least once. At least once. Just communicate them one, one time. We got to do it. That's the way it works in sports. Keyshawn, Jabel, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. They say everything is bigger in Texas, including problems with the city's pro football team. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.